This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The season is up and running with a victory at Forest Green Rovers. And we are here to talk about it live with all of you. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and you're tuned into the flagship show available every week on podcast and video. Uh, joining me this week again live, so we want to hear from you and a little bit more manageable, a quartet rather than business of laptops and Craig arriving at the very last minute. Fresh from my trip to the southwest, Seb Brown, I'm watching from afar Dave Diamond and Joe Fairs. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday evening, I should say. Everyone good? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah, go on. Yeah. Pumped into yeah. life by the um, editor's soundtrack of the pod, getting us going. Yeah. Isn't it? Salute awesome. to Ed Lay. Good as that. Bit of ton of love there. Thank you to our friends wow. at Editors for um, hooking us up with that one. Dave, you are on about on the bike today, were you not? Do you want to? Was mate. I had an earlyish run down a Felix Stowe. Yeah, yeah. I try to get out sort of once a week, which is now probably once a fortnight now. But yeah, it was bloody lovely down in Felix Stowe this morning. Yeah, bit of a bit of a tailwind going back. Always, a, always a bit of a headwind coming back. But there you go, going tailwind Felix going down, down headwind coming back. But. But no, it was absolutely glorious. Didn't hang around, but yeah, glorious down there this morning. So, yeah, it's really hot to today, wasn't it? As well, in the sun, it was humid. Really hot, humid, 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 humid. humid. Uh, yeah, wow, well, it was it was hot yesterday as well at Fleetwood. Uh, I keep saying Fleetwood. I'm really well, sort no, it's out, never so. ever hot at Fleetwood. That sounds like no, a Jules. You make that sounds like a Jules Hughes away that trip. Is, there. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> the if I'd driven to Fleetwood the Blackburn. Oh man, the Sebastian <laughs> rocks up in Fleetwood. Ooh. Yeah, well, at least it's nearer time for you, Joe. There's a lot of love on the chat for your top. Talk to us about that one. That right. is a now. 99 2000 or 98 99. I think it's probably a 98 to 2000 away training kit. They probably kept it for both seasons there. But yeah, the top, the corresponding top to the one of our promotion season. The the away top we had there, this was the training top for it. It's nice. It's just a bit tight on the neck. It it's is a, grabbing a new you around pick the up. Like, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. Punch, for the quality of 
design of their kit sometimes, the quality of fit, the material, which is heavy as anything and not particularly breathable. So I have to make a sacrifice to wear this to look good to, to the guys. I used to have half a, half a dozen of those, which my um, my six-a-side team used to play down the cricket stadium in those. They were magnificent. <laughs> nice. And then I think I flogged them for about, you'd hate this, guys. I think I flogged them for about a ten of the lot at a oh. car, uh, car boot sale oh. about Dave. ten years ago. I know. You're I, know good eBay, I was under pressure. I was under pressure to clear clear out all that crap, so I had to do it. it had to be done. Oh. But yeah, yeah. But I keep finding. I, I keep showing you guys from time to time. I stumble across these odd bits and pieces of kit. So I may still have one of those. But it's a lovely shirt. But Joe's right. They weighed a ton. <laughs> and it looks like so it's really tight around your neck. But are the sleeves like huge? Baggy. Yeah. Neck? No, they're not tight. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's there. We go. <laughs> Lovely fit. There you go. <laughs> when, an, when an XL would fit someone. Oh, they're all XL. XL. They're all XL shirts. Yeah. 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 For those of you listening on the podcast, you have missed out on a fashion show from you Joseph really saw Fares. Me knock Mrs. F's plant over oh, as well. The, oh, that would have oh, an aloe vera on the floor. Curtains, Don't it? want that. Uh, as like, we mentioned, oh, go on, Jake. Oh, go on, Dave. Like Joe Fares on the catwalk there for a moment, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, on the, yeah. Sweating away. Rushmere yeah. Fashion Week. It's, it's almost a roll net, that, as well, isn't it? Of course. It's perfect it's a bit for tight, conditions. Joe. Look at that. <laughs> we mentioned we're live. Hello to Charlie, to Lee, and to Dan in the Departures Lounge, oh, Lounge of Belfast International. Let us know where you're going, Dan. Exciting to see where you're off to. We might be coming back here, to be fair. I don't know where you live. So, um, yeah, let us know there. Gary, good to hear from you. Michael, good day from Sofa in Brisbane. Ashley's with us. And Lee, um, not for you, not for us to say, Lee, but um, you know, your words rather than mine. The best I see the best four are on tonight. Mikey was um, going to join us, but he couldn't turn his laptop on in time. So there you go. No, oh, he joking. was getting pelters this time last week. And it? there you go. HCH yeah. has done my job for me. There you go. Um, good to see Will, um, who I bumped into yesterday. Um, great to see you uh, yesterday, Will. Um, Nick's with us as well. Fantastic stuff. Um, we will come back to your comments and we'll talk through the game in a, just a bit. Um, and we will do some Q&A. So do get your observations, your thoughts, your questions in for the guys. And we'll read as through as many as we can as well. But Seb, talk to us about your match day experience in, I'm going to use these words because we can say this, um, being Ipswich fans, but talk to me about Forest Green Rovers in League One in the arse end of nowhere. It is. It's a very, very strange place to have a football stadium, isn't it? You know, it was. It's, it's lovely. It's very picturesque, and it's lovely and hilly, and it's the it's the kind of place you'd probably rent a you know a holiday cottage for a, a yes. long weekend or a few days. Airbnb, yeah, yeah. Some there, lovely yeah. walks, stopping off at various pubs and stuff. If, if 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 that's what you're into, then it's a lovely part of the world. For a football stadium, it is bizarre. As we were going up the the hill on the 1980s sort of park and ride bus, I started to think wasn't going to make it all the way up. I suddenly thought, where, where is this ground? And then you literally get to the top of a hill and it's just there and the roads are so tight and it just it just can't deal with 1,200 ITFC fans turning up. Can I guess they normally get, what, two, 300 in League 2 and stuff unless Cheltenham are coming to town. So it's a lovely place. Glad I've done it, but it's not one that I'll probably be going back to if I'm being honest. Well, I, w- yeah. I wonder if it's going to be an issue in the sort of late in the season where a team like Portsmouth turn up there, maybe without such a compliant fan base as it should have. Yeah. And yeah. if it's a wet day, a cold day, yeah. and they're stuck up there for an hour at the end of the game, and they've just lost rather than just won and in high spirits in the sunshine. We'll see how that goes. Because I know I spoke to a Bristol City fan. They said that I've been there for a cup game or a friendly, and they said it was an absolute nightmare up there, the stewarding, getting out, getting away from the ground and all that. 
Well, the queue, the queues for the bus after the park and ride back down were apparently over an hour. And some yeah. of the guys we were there with put in a, in a WhatsApp group. One of the bus, I think, broke down or couldn't get down, and they had to get <laughs> off and start walking down. And it was just a an absolute logistical nightmare. A few so, on the a few, a few on the Telegram group said, "Christ Almighty, how how the hell is it going to be in the depths of in the depths of winter?" For goodness' yeah, sake, I mean, at least you guys had a nice chat. had a nice day. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, and did you partake of some vegan? Food without going all gammony. As per Mikey's rec- recommendation last week, Seb. I didn't know your Q pie looked looked alright, didn't it? What, what yeah, was that? That was. It was chicken. Well, it wasn't though. And this is like we need to get into this pretty early doors. I think if it's, I think if if it's a sausage, it's got to be meat. Do you know? What I mean? It's got to be pork or something like that. If you call a vegetarian thing a sausage, and it's or a sausage roll, I'm not. You know. I'm happy that it exists. It's a choice, and that's great. Surely, just sausage think, is just a shape, though, isn't it? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, this is the debate, Joe, and it's <laughs> and it's important that we do this. <laughs> Let's not talk about forest green. Let's talk about veganism and vegetarianism. No, it's one, that's one of my just annoyance and things. But the the Q pie, which was kind of corny chicken bits with it was chicken and meat pie basically, but with corn, it was very lovely. Um, actually, I enjoyed it, and they've got a brew dog. Um, beard van thing at the top of the fan zone but i said quite rightly said i think quite a lot of people were hoping to get into the the very few pubs that were away friendly had everyone had the all 1000 descended on that brewdog van and the five picnic tables that they put out for us i think it might have been a bit more carnage what was the story with did i hear something about the owners presenting a diamond to a to a, a home fan before well, yeah they, they for they every game yes yeah, so they're, they're golden Lewis. Gamble, oh, there you go, there you there go. You go. yeah they um they announced this thing called sky diamonds we didn't really know what it was but when they said it was worth about two grand we all got a lot more interested <laughs> and it's basically their golden gamble equivalent at half time ah. they just read out a, a ticket and somebody wins a diamond that's been somehow mined from the sky with zero carbon offset and yeah, oh, they okay. had to go around to the ticket office and pick it up, and yeah, three, two, two, two grand, I think it was, or something. Yeah, no, I heard it was two, worth two grand. Some sort of scheme that Del Boy would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the they vegan Del Boy. Um, Michael's wow. asked us about that. Why are they all vegan? So, um, worth mentioning for the uninitiated um, that uh, Forest. I nearly did Fleetwood again. Bloody hell! Come on, um, Forest Green, our own by. They're definitely uh, not vegan. They're not there. vegan. No, <laughs> not up there. Not up there. <laughs> gravy and everything like. Um, <laughs> I don't know why accent that was. And they are owned by Dale Vince, who owns Ecotricity, which is a energy supplier, but he is big on sustainability and low carbon and net zero. And therefore, meat production is a very carbon intensive production process. And therefore, he's decided that they'll do their little bit by not um, stocking that stuff in around the ground. So that's he's why. A, he's actually from Great Yarmouth, isn't he, Dale he is. Vince? So it could is have it? been a. We could have been in that really old stand at Great Yarmouth yesterday. Wellesley, Wellesley Road. Wellesley that would have, have been a fun old poke up there on the train, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that they are looking to build a new ground as well, I think, with lots of sustainable stuff. So it's, um, like, their, it's like their kit so. made of hemp or something like that? It's, or well, Sam, it's, it's, coffee, it's recycled coffee beans and, and recycled plastic, I think. Yeah. Is that that's right? Is it? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. The pitch right. is one hundred percent organic. Which, to be fair, the the, the, the yeah, look good. The pitch looked stunning. Great. Yeah, it was yeah, stunning. Yeah. And did you clock the little sign about the the urinals and said it said they they <laughs> would be recycling the the male urine to into the beer. to irrigate the pitch? <laughs> 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 yeah. It's got quite a lot of head on it, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was Steven. also because some um, stats that were put up on the advertising boards around the stadium, which were that we were cute. staring straight at them, quite depressing. How much? tons of carbon were emitted into the atmosphere mm. how many people were going to die of carbon monoxide point, you know stuff like that it was 
so they are taking their you know using their platform to try and encourage you know it's, a, it's an important topic isn't it you know it's and, you know, but also as well sort of all, all that aside they're a very upwardly mobile football club aren't they that have yeah come up through a lot of levels and yeah i sort of had a lot of turnover of staff and managing to keep going again they're obviously a very well-run club to get to where they are which is probably realistically their ceiling isn't it league one is going to be the ceiling of them <laughs> yeah chris was looking at the same thing i was as well yes how many tons of bit of co2 in the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff but yeah upwardly mobile and um seb worth us talking about um fleetwood and the way they played if i Let's or Forest Green, even. Oh, I That's so weird. <laughs> Shot every time you say Fleetwood. Yeah. I'll even, to... I can't understand how you're getting them confused because you've no. been to both and they are very, very different. No one's going to be <laughs> renting an Airbnb and Fleetwood an anytime soon. That's as much as I could do. I, I just right. need to replace it with something else. Let's look at let's look at the Fleetwood team and let's look at the Ipswich <laughs> Town team. Um, we were talking about Ian Birchner, weren't we, in the build-up, Seb? And they play a very progressive style and we were expecting a maybe a, a face-off of the passing, attacking three at the back type formations. And that's pretty much what we got here. Some debuts for Forest Green Rovers, probably the big headline, Connor Wickhamstein midweek and wasn't in the squad, which I think we were a little bit surprised about, Seb. I was, yeah. I kind of figured he'd be on the bench. I know he's probably had no preseason and way off it, but I kind of figured if you, you know, like they like they were, if you're chasing the game a little bit, he's a, a great physical option to bring on mm. for five, ten minutes to try and make the ball stick and try and make something happen. So I think when we all saw that, we were kind of a little bit relieved, weren't we? Yeah. Well, Jamil Matt leading the line as captain, certainly a unit and put it about a bit there yesterday. Um, Cameron Burgess came into the team. It's worth talking about that. Um, Luke Wolford and unavailable due to illness, we think. Leif Davis, I think, unsurprisingly retained his starting position there. Guys, Joe, thoughts on that team? Obviously, the Wolfram in, um, illness is kind of an enforced change, but were you expecting the rest of it to remain the same as Bolton? Yeah, because I think the, the sort of the big question mark, as it was last week, was about Leif Davis wasn't it, having sort of came in and maybe not suffered the best debut. But I, but I thought you've got you've got to give him a chance to play through that. So I was pleased to say the same, and I. I, I expected it to be exactly the same team which it was in reality other than the Wolfenden change but I guess it was just whether you brought in an Aluko or whether you brought in a Greg Lee they were the sort of the only two maybe pushing for it but no I, I expected it to be the same team yep and on the bench we're saying Carl Edwards made an appearance which was good but Dave you happy with that lineup as well um Ladapa leading the line Chaplin yeah, no, and harness. I guess was my, a lot of people like John Jules from his sub appearance, but yeah, I, um, Marcus Harness retains his no, spot. I, I think so. I think so. The Harper was also ill, wasn't he? So he was missing was, yeah. from the bench yesterday. I guess effectively placed on the bench by by Edwards there. But now I agree with Joe. It's pretty much as you were, other than the Burgess in for um, in for Wolfenden. And said the first half was. It started off quite stretched, wasn't it? Quite end to end. Um, both teams going for it, with although a, a real sort of lack of proper chances. And, the, and then we started to get on top, really, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Nothing really happened for the first sort of 15, 20 minutes, did it? You know, I, I noticed they were they were pressing us quite high and quite hard when they knew commented how how knackered they started to look round about the sort of the 20, 25th minute or so. So it was it was two teams going at each other. I really like the way they, they played the football, by the way. They had a big lump up front in in Matt, but they weren't a team that looked to, to lump it up to him or anything. You know, they play football the right way and play it on quick, the deck. Didn't and they they yeah, broke yeah. really quick. 
Yeah, they did. Yeah, and yeah, we had a couple of a couple of moments early on. I guess where Burgess maybe struggled a little bit, as did Davis against the likes of Matt and O'Keefe. But we grew into the game really well, and we just started to kind of dictate the play, didn't we? You know, we're knocking the ball around nicely and um, keeping them at arm's length and looking to create a couple of opportunities. Harness had one, didn't he? Where he shot from mm-hmm. range and the keeper gathered fine. And Burns put the afterburners on one and got to the byline. Puts a deep cross to the back post and Morsey gets a header down which the keeper gets down to claim and then our guys appeal I think I think they were going for a, a handball by the, the defender running in and stuff but we were pretty much in in, in complete control for the first sort of 15 20 minutes weren't we yeah there's an effort for Ladapo I'd quite like to chat right. about Ladapo because yes yeah I forgot that one yeah really good effort wasn't it? he made Great it all himself on, on the turn wasn't it got his got his shot off and the keeper McGee tips it over the bar that was a that was a really lovely effort made out of absolutely nothing and and yeah that was a that came to the left as well didn't it? that was a ball in from Davis I think to Ladapo yeah first time control and then get the shot off and yeah that was I, I was impressed by the dap yesterday I liked him talk to us about um the right hand side because a, a lot of us observed Wes Burns tiring last week um personally from we, we were obviously on that side of the pitch first half I'm not really sure the position of the the Danassian or D- Danassian we should say there were two attempts from yeah. Forest Green to nation and yeah Danassian uh, I think they gave up with the middle consonants in the end and just went Dason for the second time but um Danason was the what they went for but that partnership which was so important and critical for us hasn't really kicked into gear so far would you say not yet, no. Like I said, the one where he put the ball in for Morsey was the one time Burns sort of opened his legs up and looked to knock it past the guy. I think he's just a couple of weeks behind the rest, isn't he? I know he had the break at the end of the season, then went away with Wales. So I think he's just probably a couple of weeks behind the the, the, the rest of the squad in terms of sort of sharpness and fitness and stuff. Danassian didn't seem to get forward anywhere near as much yesterday either, did he? Uh, I don't know if he was trying to sort of help out um, help out Burgess with um, uh, with with Matt up front and stuff, but he was noticeably deeper than normal. Um, but thankfully, we started playing down the left and that's where we got most joy the Burns yeah. did have another second half that that cross flashed right across the box didn't it which looked like someone getting touched i think john jules and was it jackson at the time were in there but i, I, I don't know I, I don't think he's one you'd hugely as everyone said one you hugely need to worry about do you it's just he's probably a more marked man this season it opens up opportunities elsewhere on the pitch yeah, and he did have a decent effort at the start of the second mm-hmm. half. Pretty mm-hmm. firm yeah. shot that had a bit of swaz on it and the keeper punched it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is going to come partway through that first half. It's, it, I mean, it culminates um, after an effort for Forrest Green, which was pretty close. Walton comes out and not for the first time is going to have to make a, a save, albeit the ball ricochets back off Matt and goes out for a goal kick and borderline offside. But up the other end, um, and Joe Marcus Harness is going to get off the mark. It's a well taken instinctive finish isn't it yeah it's um sort of starts like say straight after the match chance where we have the ball deep in our half and it i think davis does really well for it because he gets the ball into his feet just on the touchline and he sort of really pings the ball into harness's feet so he's sort of in the move right at the start of the game with harness it's one of those ones he's got two men around him he's got the ball hammered into his feet and he takes a sort of touch lays it off to morsey and Davis by this point has gone. He fly he flies down the touchline. Morsey picks him out well, and then it's just a case of Davis just putting a ball into an area because there's not really anyone in there at that time. It, it comes back to Ladapo. He has a sort of snapshot that just hits a defender, and it comes back to Harness, and then he's just absolutely mullered it into the back of the net, isn't it? It's one of those once you really like sort of very little backlift, really clean, sweet strike, and just absolutely sort of takes the roof of the net with it, doesn't it? And yeah, but yeah, really really good to see a goal coming from. The left-hand side, Davis involved, sort of in the, at the start of the build-up and at the end of the build-up, and Harness again, sort of getting involved at the start and at the end of it, and yeah, really impressive goal and yeah, a good start. 
and probably no less than we deserved. And then just on half time, which is an excellent time to score, Dave. Um, Sammy Moores is going to pop up with him. It's ridiculous. And I mean, this is a, a good goal, wasn't it? Really good goal. And interchange initially, I think, between Morsey and Harness. And Davis is involved again, which is great to see. I think he, he um, gets the ball wide left, chips it in, I think, to Harness. Um, again, a little, a little bit of interplay with Burns, touchback from Burns, and then oh, it's just a class finish from about, what, 25 yards? Probably a strange sort of finish, because it almost sort of like almost sort of goes over the goalkeeper and almost loops in with curl as well. I mean, it's a hell of a goal, really. Um, uh, you, you guys just said because of your where you were, you weren't sure it was in you were, when you were actually there. But yeah, just a, just a stunning, stunning finish, really. Yeah, if you were there yesterday in the chat, by the way, let me know if you actually celebrated it the first time it went in or when everyone else around you started celebrating. I'm not sure the players knew. I think Brenna Woolley's commentary for Suffolk is quite sort of downbeat, like, oh, it's gone in, but... It's, it was weird, Seb, wasn't it? Because the, 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 yeah. the, the, the stand, the goal is under the shadow of the stand, and the net is really dark, and the keeper kind of get <laughs> caught, caught caught out by it. I think. And then our guys don't really celebrate it, do they? More, no. you know, no one really kind of goes crazy, <laughs> even, even the quality of the goal. So, and the ball rolls back in as well, doesn't it? So, I, I, I don't know. I, it took me a minute to clock. I sort of the, the people further it didn't down. Did take you the, a minute? Surely, sure, didn't. Yeah. The, the people down the right hand side. <laughs> a minute, a long. Minute. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's what going you, crazy. Everyone's you going mad. You're going. All right. What? What? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was adding to the year in bank for Forest Green Rovers to recite. Uh, right. It, it oh, took I me five that, seconds but... to work it out. But it's still know, a lot. It, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a strange one, wasn't it? It was weird, but what, what a strike. Hell of a strike. Yeah, it was. <laughs> a great goal. It was. And and I think, you know, we, we saw a pretty solid second half performance against Bolton. Um, didn't probably get the result, maybe we just about deserve but on the balance Seb and going into the second half you know the, the second the, certainly the second half of the first half that scoreline was merited I think with the chances yeah. created completely um, and how did you feel about that half time going into the second well, we were getting a bit cocky weren't we and thinking this could be three four you know hopefully we'll keep going okay the conditions were coming into into play in the second half and I guess we've, we thought we might see a raft of substitutions and stuff to try and get some you know get rest some people and it was just it, it, it was it was a strange sort of first half it almost had the feel of a almost not not a, not a friendly or a pre-season I, game but uh, yeah that kind of you know that sort of l- so. lower key than normal I guess the heat obviously was a, a major major factor it was bloody hot on that terrace and god knows what it was like on the pitch um but yeah complete control at half time and I guess we were just thinking right brilliant we're finally going to get one over one of the uh promoted sides let's stay professional let's um keep the ball in the second half make them do the running and tie themselves out and look to add to a couple more goals and f- fair to say um Forest Green reacted and Ian Birchnell not happy at halftime, he makes a change and brings on March and goes two up front because essentially Jamil Matt had, I know I put the team up, I put it up again, this is the first, the starting team, Reese Brown there ultimately is going to be deeper than Matt who was on his own, March comes on and it becomes more of a two and March actually makes a difference and he's involved in, well he scores, the, does he score the goal I think? I'm pretty certain he does, yeah. yeah. Um, and, he, and he gets a second as well, so that change for Forest Green, we, we I've got it right now, guys. It's only taken me what twenty minutes, but we have to pay credit to Ian Birchland, do we not? 
for the the start that Forest Green made to the second half and coming back into the game. But looking at it, and I was, I was listening to it, and and you know we didn't really seem to. It wasn't they almost scored out of the blue. I mean, I think I posted on the group and I was listening to it on Radio Suffolk. I didn't see it yesterday. I listened to it, and and it was seemingly the goal was out of the blue. I don't think they'd threatened really much before the goal. I don't think we'd done much beginning of the beginning of the second half. You said about Burns' shot, but I think we were relatively had had the game sort of pretty much under control without too many scares. And all of a sudden, um, yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a poor goal. We just don't press the throw from the right, do we? It's all mm. a bit easy. Good reverse ball in there, I think, from no, Henry, was it number eight? It was good. Um, Decent. It was nice. Yeah, good reverse ball. Um, and yeah, we get caught. I think, yeah, McKenna had basically addressed that afterwards. Then I don't he wasn't happy, he was wasn't happy. Uh, yeah, he wasn't well, happy with that. He wasn't happy at full time because he stormed right off into yeah. the dressing ready to give him a... A bit of a rollicking. And his post-match is really good, as, as we've come to expect. McKenna's post-match Always. interview is really honest. But he said, but, yeah, the shape. And and Walton, I think, mentioned it as well in his interview. And Walton's going to end up maybe saving us the, the game, really, with a double save just after the, the but, goal disallowed for offside, I think. What um, was concerning, it really was shades of last season again, all over again, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's what we all thought on the terrace. We thought once that first goal went in and their crowd got up, we all kind of thought, oh, no. You know, I know we've got new players and a nice new shiny kit, etc. But are we about to see the same Ipswich that we've seen for the last God knows how many years? But, but no, we were just yeah, we were under the cost of sort of ten ten minutes or so after the goal, weren't we? But then yeah, but again, looking looking at the game, the substitutions. I mean, you know, the substitutions looks that sounded like a Luco and John Jules just made a hell of a difference in there. We were keeping the ball, retaining the ball better, and a Luco was well, a Luco really wasn't he again? I think once yeah. we saw off that sort of 10, 15 minute spell, which yeah. sort of culminated in the double save from Walton, we mm. were pretty comfortable from then on. Sounded like Bear, it. Bearing yeah, in mind I, that I there was nine minutes time. injury time and we sort yeah. of saw it out pretty Christ. easily, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was not a happy. I, the referee added four minutes in the first half and for nothing either. Um, a couple of stoppages. Obviously, Davis went down injured. We don't really know the extent of that. But I was going to ask any of you, really, um, certainly. Um, Seb, your perspective from the away end, but anyone really, the kind of key players for me to see out that second half, ironically, are Cameron Burgess, um, who was pretty dominant in the air against Jamil Matt, and Edmondson, obviously, alongside him, I think, also big for that as well. I thought Lee Evans, who we obviously missed for a big chunk of last season, was very calm and confident and slowed things down in midfield. Everything, he landed on the ball every time it dropped for the the last half hour, didn't he? And And some of his first time passing was exemplary as well. Yeah, and, and John Jules, um, who I, I know a lot of people, and we've mentioned before, we obviously are live, we, we, we are aware you're in the chat, and um, do stick, stick to your thoughts in there and questions in there, because we want to hear from, from so you. John Jules in the chat. John Jules is in the chat, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. That's what it sounded like. No, it's, it's Danny, not, <laughs> awesome. not, not, not Tari's. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of people will be clamouring for him to start, because he has made an impact, but actually he's really good, Seb, at running the clock down, isn't yeah. he? He, he might was, not yeah. Have disciplined and intelligent yeah. and yeah he got in behind that left-hand channel a few times there's ball over the top from lee they linked up really well lee and and john jules down that left-hand side and just a really intelligent footballer you can see that he's you know been trading at higher levels and stuff his touch and his awareness and yeah he's an intelligent footballer and i guess he'll get some minutes against cole you because he's really impressed in those first two yeah. games yeah. And what I like as well, Walton, I know Walton made the big double saves, but what's great about Walton as well is, you know, when they've got a corner and you're a little bit under the cosh, he just comes and claims it first time. Yeah. No fuss, just comes out, grabs the ball, two hands, strong in the air, and uh, and really looks to kill off the momentum. So uh, another great game by Walton. And Joe, we've, we've talked about, certainly on this pod, 
seeing well i was going to say seeing out we haven't seen anything out against promoted teams last season uh, apart from maybe draws if, if we're lucky but how is how significant is this in terms of getting the season up and running first win goes without saying but the kind of psychological uh, positive impact of seeing the game out as we did yeah no it's it's just what you need isn't it and i think there's a i think it's the fans that are worse than the players really with regards to this you sort of you see social media and message boards and things like that, that people think we're going to let go of every league going. And it's like, it's not an Ipswich thing. I, I guess all fans of all clubs are the same. And they, they, they think their football club is the only club in the land that lets lead slips, but it happens week in, week out around the country. And I just, I don't know. I thought, I said, once that Walton, we were, we, they'd got on top of the game uh, up until they scored the goal. And like I say, after that Walton double save, they didn't really have anything after that. And there was a good sort of, 25 or 20 minutes and then 10 minutes of injury time after that. a good half hour of football there which they didn't didn't lay a glove on us did they I think somebody put in the comments they didn't and we didn't got lay a glove we, on us we got we stronger chances well, after that yeah, we, we, yeah, we sort of went on. got stronger and, yeah fitter right. and stronger and right at the death Morsey takes one right off of Luco's foot where he's going to simply slide it I, mean, I think it was yeah. Jackson got him down the left and Jackson should have shot though shouldn't he I yeah think. but he's unselfish yeah. he squares it across and it's a pure tap in for, for a Luco but Morsey takes it off his foot but yeah we just kept going we regained control of the match and we just seemed to get you know we showed our, our we look so fit this year don't we compared to yeah. what we were seeing this time last year at 60 minutes when you've got players being subbed because they're absolutely blowing this year I mean those conditions yesterday and they were still just going and going in the 99th minute you know we just took control of the game again and, and saw it out really comfortably. Yeah, Brenner, Brenner was commenting on how fit um, Evans was. He's sort of chasing balls yeah. down in the sort of in the you know time added on, still still going strong at you know ninety plus. It's interesting because at the start of the season we were talking about probably Dominic Ball getting the, the nod alongside Sam Morsey coming off the back of a hundred championship games over the last couple of seasons, but Lee Evans is he's got yeah, the shirt, he's, isn't he? And yeah. he's he's playing he's playing really well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any observations or thoughts on? Forest Green, there we go. Um, before we I move thought, on, I thought, I thought they were a good side. I thought they played out yeah. from the back really well. I thought they they once they had the two strikes on there a lot better. I thought that Regan Hendry was good as well. He sort of sort of made them tick in the middle because his his brother was in the academy at Ipswich a few years back in the same year as Teddy Bishop and Michael Crow, his his older there brother go. there down from Edinburgh. But no, I thought he was I thought he was really good. He scored a brilliant goal last week to win them the points and there sort of first game and he's, oh, he looks like he'll be a really good loan player for them yeah he looks like he's got the twines about him or who was that guy that we liked at MK who went to Celtic I forgot oh, his name O'Reilly O'Reilly Matt O'Reilly yeah he, he's got that kind of yeah he strikes a good ball Dave I think he makes the right shapes and all that kind of stuff so he'll be good and I think and where's, Forrest... he on, sorry, where's he on loan from Celtic I think oh is oh. he there you go wow O'Reilly. Coincidence. They've got too many of them. We should have one. Nah. But I think Forest Green will be fine, won't they, Seb? Um, based on based on what we saw, yeah. I mean, you know, they'll make that ground. That that ground will be a horrible place for teams to go when it's miserable mm. weather and stuff. And they'll make that a tight kind of atmosphere. And hopefully they'll be okay because they, they're a good side. They play football the right way. When we saw the size of Matt before kickoff, you kind of think, oh, are they going to be a side that's going to look to to lump it and try and make something stick? But they didn't. They stuck to their principles. And no, a, a you quite liked side. him, Rich. Didn't I see a comment from you? You quite yeah. liked him. Did he have a bit more about him than just being a lump? Yeah, I thought uh, I, the. I was going to talk about Ladapo a little bit because Ladapo kind of has moments in the game where he's he's suddenly switches on and he's he's got kind of a bit between his teeth and goes for a chance and has a shot and you know could have scored yesterday with one of those efforts. But 
in between times, you don't really see a huge amount of him. Whereas Jackson and John Jules came on and obviously their, their brief was to slow the game down, but they've got the pace to get the ball and high press, but to keep it in the corners, which I guess is different to Ladapo's role. But Jamil Matt for me is, is if we want to change it up and Walton's distribution, which McKenna mentioned is vastly improved. Jamil Matt just got the ball on halfway and just held it up or span his man and got everyone else up the pitch. And I don't, I might be being overly critical. I don't see maybe Ladapo doing that much. And I think Matt had that skill. And I think that will really but help. But possibly. is that how we want to play? That isn't, I don't well, think maybe not. We, maybe. we like to move the ball and sort of just mm. and we play through lay teams, off and yeah. people come in yeah. play through that way. It's fair enough, but, but we can't do that every week. Um, and maybe against the Bolton, for example, you know, mm. it might have been a good plan B type tactic. But yeah, you're right, Joe. It's not, maybe it's not the way of McKenna ball. Um, and so, but I, yeah, I, I didn't know that he was, I think he's over 30. I think he might be 32. Got 19 goals in League Two last season. Matty mm. Stevens, their leading scorer, 23 goals. He's got an ACL injury, as we were talking about in the pre match. So a lot of pressure on him. Wickham, I'm not sure he's going to get you loads of goals, but he's no. a similar physical type presence, can sit deep. So it'll be interesting to see how Boris Green get on, but they seem to certainly have a, a lot about them that they should be fine. And there's, a, well, we'll do the League One roundup. And um, obviously, as we said, we're still live. So get your comments in. We'll go through those. Any questions for the guys um, on where Joe gets his shirts from or what Dave's got in his attic or something in terms of merch? Sounds a bit, sounds a bit I don't know. Sinister. Yeah, it sounds a bit <laughs> ominous, yeah. doesn't it? Um, do get them in because we'll come to those next. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, before we do that, Joe, can you talk to us about how great the Telegram group is? I know there are some Telegram regulars in the live chat with us tonight. So hello to you guys. But yeah, we're very much enjoying it, aren't we? Yeah, like I'm sure the people in the group will post some comments 
please say, saying how good it is. But yeah, no, it's, it's been really good. Match days, especially where for those that aren't going to the games, there's a lot of, well, even those at the games, you sort of get the feel of being at the game. You get the picture sent through from the game, the views of it, a bit of atmosphere spoken about in there. Then you get the people watching it, listening to it, coming through there and talking there. And then you get sort of get the feedback. I guess it's helpful for the people that have been to the game to see how the game looked on iFollow and and vice versa. You you pick things up there. I think Chris Rand just noted in the comments there about how people at the game saying Lee Evans had played well, where maybe not so many on iFollow have said that. So it's good to get the sort of view from both sides. And, and just generally, it's just a good chat throughout the week. It's it's busy, but not sort of cripplingly busy where you look at it every time you look at your phone, you've got 100 messages to deal with. It's just a nice, gentle tick over of it, isn't there? Good chat yeah. throughout the week. I put the comment on the other day. It's Twitter without the twats. So well, nice. <laughs> half an hour in. Yeah, we should be okay with that. Yeah, good stuff. And it's it's half past eight anyway. But it, um, Blue Monday UK is our website where everything is linked to. Head there. There's a link for our. You'll see it referred to as either Leveler or Telegram. Telegram is the app. Leveler are, are the hosts for that. They um, they sort it all out and manage it for us. And first two weeks is on us. Now the season has started. We had a few people who took a break over the summer, which obviously people can do come and go as they please. And after the two-week trial, there's a subscription. But now the season has started. It's um, Yeah, it's great and exciting place to be. And lots of bits and pieces that we might share there that we might not share anywhere else. And obviously the shows will always come down here and all that kind of fun stuff. But they're nice to continue the debate throughout the week. And after the game as well. So Telegram, head over to bloomondayrtc.co.uk and check that out if you haven't already. Looking around League One, guys, before we go into the questions, um, any games, uh, if I list out the scores, we can do what Ben did last week, which I quite liked. You can name a game. I'll go around in the order that I, yeah, Joe, Dave and Seb, so you can all screech over by picking the ones you think most interesting. Barnsley came out on top of the Mike Duff derby. Easy for me to say. Um, against Cheltenham. Bolton, uh, we know, are pretty decent, but probably a surprising uh, margin of victory against Wickham, who had a really good start to the season. Or maybe that's a comment on Burton, who, albeit lost O'Shaughnessy really early to a red card, got... First pumped. minute. <laughs> well, yeah, 4-0 four, four at home to Bristol Rovers, so not looking good for them. Derby, we I think we'd expect to be maybe a little bit hit and miss. Um, a first win for Ben Garner and, and Charlton of the season. Exeter also um, a promoted team winning 4-0 and they beat Port Vale. So Exeter, I guess, positive start, but probably against maybe some of the weaker opposition in the division. Fleetwoods, um, maybe a surprise for some. A 2-1 victory over Plymouth um, away from home. Um, Toto NCR are up to his usual tricks, giving Plymouth a very soft peno. Um, but coming back and Joe Garner, with a last-minute winner there for Scott Brown. Um, MK's shaky starts. I heard the word on the EFL highlights, I think, gelling or something like that. They need to, There's a lot of new players, need to, a turnaround, they need to gel. So um, Sheffield Wednesday coming away with a 1-0 win, courtesy of a penalty. Um, Oxford won the boat race derby. Lovely goal in the last minute from uh, a player that I think was about to go online. I've forgotten his name now. Good or something like that. Good yeah. Him, yeah. Lovely yeah. goal. Um, lovely goal. Uh, oh. Gave them the win. Posh, they're on the three games a, a, a week at the moment. Three goals a week, I mean, at the moment, and no real surprise they did over Morecambe there. Pompey Lincoln nil nil, um, and Shrewsbury um, another one of these double yellow card sending off situations for Flanagan who got booked, I think, for a 
foul, then got booked for a descent in the same moment, and then the referee sent him off. They went down to Accrington. Anyone want to talk, drill into any of those outcomes? I guess the interesting one is, well, there's a few, but obviously MK Don, zero points after two games. Mm. And who do we play next Saturday? Oh, a long road. Ipswich. Well, not just, it's not just that. It's like it's, it's a real opportunity for us to get seven points ahead of what a team that you expect to be up there at the end of the season. And when we talk about the gelling, obviously they've lost Scott Twine, they've lost Harry Darling, they've lost Troy Parrott, Theo Corbinio, and a, f- a few players, some, some good loans there and some permanent signers that they've lost. And they're a team that they're sort of a trust the process type team who have recruited well over the years. And and that includes as managers, not just players. And they're, they're having a sticky patch at the moment. And I, I think that, that that may go on. I think I think they were better against Sheffield Wednesday than they were against Cambridge. But I say against Cambridge, they created absolutely nothing. There was barely a shot in anger against Cambridge when they lost. And they're, they're a bit better against Sheffield Wednesday. But again, lost. And they're probably not looking forward to coming to Portman Road next week. And I say it's... Uh, We've had sort of a tough start to the season when you look at Bolton, probably a team who haven't made minimal changes from last year and you're sort of picking up. On the first game of the season, you could quite often pick up a team who are just absolute sort of all over the place, no signings in, still got five or six more players to get in and we pick up a team there. We then have to go to Forest Green for their first ever home game at this level. Come, to come away from those two games with four points, I think all Lipsons fans were taken out at the start of the season and we got a real opportunity to sort of real put a dagger into Milton Keynes and I know it sounds silly to be saying that on the 7th of August but this is what happened to us last year we got 9-10 points behind in August and we, we never were able to catch it up yeah great point um, and after MK also- it's Burton isn't it it's, it's Burton up next and another opportunity to, to, to go out there and really sort of look to put a good performance in because they, they seem to be completely devoid of, of most things at the moment so yeah like Joe said it's a really great chance for us to go and get some proper points on the board end the month on maybe you know 10 9-10 points or so and really really look to build any other games catch your eye Seb? the Fleetwood one was the big shock wasn't it especially because Plymouth were 1-0 up as well obviously yeah. at half time 1-0 up and yeah Joe Joe Garner doing us a bit of a favour there because I kind of we all kind of tipped Plymouth quite strongly pre pre season and stuff and I, I thought they'd uh, I thought they'd go and win that once they won the up so that's a, a big help from Fleetwood. So on Scott Brown, it's an interesting one there, isn't that that appointment? He's so I think we speculated in the, in the leading into the season that he might have a, the Roy Keynes about him, like he's the he's the motivator. But maybe suggest you know, the recruitment's been good. Uh, Fleetwood maybe going to be a dark horse. Who the motivates recruit- a motivator? <laughs> Recruited decently, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be up there troubling the top six or anything. They might see it as a bit of a transition season and look to finish kind of mid-table. I guess them and Shrewsbury are kind of in the same boat from decent summer recruitment and looking to maybe sort of, of, you know, transition this season, finish kind of mid-table or so, and maybe look to push on next season. Dave, any games catch your eye? Any goals or anything catch your eye? Uh, not particularly. I mean, Peterborough, I think, has started sort of League One where they finished before, really, haven't they? You know, as you good say, opening three, goal that one. Three goal, good opening goal. Um, I guess the only surprise in that game was three goals and not not one for Clark Harris or Jack Marriott, um, yes. which is a concern. Well, concern, I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, no, yeah. So they've they've started where they are. I mean, Exeter, Port, Exeter, Thump, Port Vale. Don't really know. I must confess, don't really know that much about Exeter. But you, you know, that's a, I suppose I catch it. And Derby, where we said, I, I, I think one of my rubbish predictions last week was Derby to lose. I got it. I got it a week late. Was Derby to lose <laughs> at home to Oxford? But yeah, I, I agree with you. It's going to be um, a bit uh, hit or miss at, at first. And apparently they played 
well enough. From what I understand, played well enough and fairly dominated and just, yeah, sounds like one of our performances from last season. Um, Indeed. Yeah, so... um, um, and yeah, very much agree with the guys. Um, a good opportunity to put, say, one over, yeah, seven points ahead of MK, MK next next Saturday. Intriguing, yeah. Well, um, mm. yeah, it's, uh, still, obviously still at the forming stage of the season, so we'll see how some yeah. of these teams fare when, yeah, uh, yeah Exeter up. Obviously, I've, I can put it, put the table up on the screen. It's not a huge amount to read into that. Exeter there in second place. Uh, the real quiz, I think, is when they come up against someone else. Who, like, I, if I was prepared, I'd be able to tell you who they've got next week, but I can't, so maybe someone will help me out and put that out in the chat. But yeah, MK there in second. Maybe those two teams I, folk would have expected to be the other way around. But. Yeah, I mean, I think from what we saw last week, I think Bolton will will be around there for sure most of the Look, season. Yeah, very confident performance by all sounds yeah. up there. Let's go into the chat. Keep them coming, folks. We will re- read as many of these as we can. Uh, quite a few chat about vegan bits and pieces, of course. Uh, HCH saying the French have just legislated that veg food cannot be called meat. Absolutely. So there Bang you go, on. HCH. Yeah, I'm all all aboard that that train. Uh, good to see that good old French. What have they ever done for us? No, that's not. Yeah. Well, well uh, I thought Forest Green played some nice stuff. Well run club. Plans for the future. Stadium is fantastic. Yeah, I think we agree with that, Seb, don't we? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where is any idea? Where is the future? Is that going to be logistic? Just off the M five, much more reasonable. So I guess that opens up stuff commercially as well. So yeah. I think they got approval a few years ago, didn't they? But I don't. I've not seen any pre COVID. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I've not seen any kind of timescales on building it or anything like that. So I think they're still a little way off. I guess. Uh, Dave, thoughts on this question for later? Do we think Wes needs more minutes Tuesday night or rest until next Saturday? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I think he's just, he he is a, just a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd probably agree with that. I, I don't think you want to risk him as such. I don't think there's any need to really. He'll be he'll be absolutely fine. I think what is he? What do you have? Eighty five minutes, I think, pretty much yesterday. Um, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine once he gets up to speed. And you know, he was away with Wales and probably is a week, ten days behind the, behind the rest of the squad. So I've got no no qualms about no qualms about him. And as Joe quite rightly said, he is going to be certainly more of a marked man this season. He will but be, yeah. There's yeah. a um, bit of in the chat about the team for culture. Is that something we should just cover at the end? Cover yeah, at the end of the pod or cover one. now? Well, let's maybe come back to culture. Yeah, let's, do, let's mm. get through all the bits and pieces we can from the weekend and then look ahead, shall we, at the end. Um, Ashley, uh, I think one of the Telegram crew, interesting, Harness says, because of the step up in quality, he felt a little bit behind the rest of the squad, but now he feels up mm. to getting up to scratch. It's an interesting thought there. Joe, your reflections of Harness, obviously a tricky tricky debut i thought he was one of the better team players in the first half against bolton but yesterday yeah no goal... i thought he was a lot better yesterday and like i said i think just the goal summed him up in that as i mentioned sort of davis hammers the ball into his feet and he's and he's got the quality and the sort of confidence to take a touch and lay it off when he's got mm. two people really pressing him there and and then he, he doesn't just stop and admire that he's done that he gets straight on his bike and gets up into the box and gets into an area he had a decent shot from outside the box he had another one from when Danassian put a cross and he got a decent connection there. and all, all three of his attempts at goal were all good attempts at goal two the keeper saved relatively comfortably but they were right in the corner and the other one was the goal and if he can start popping up with goals something like that he needs to do because We'll see. Joby McEnough certainly talked him up on the EFL show, yeah. didn't he, last night? Joby McEnough, he of the best chant in the EFL when he was player, which was to the um, baby give it up 
Mac yes. enough. Mac enough. Anyway, Ben's not here. I need to do this thing in. Michael, moving on quickly. Walton, such a good goalkeeper. Picking the ball out of the air at his highest point. Good come saves. Passing is getting better, Seb. Um, yeah. And was that maybe was a bit one. unsung yesterday, or would you give him much my, great praise? My man of the match for yesterday, personally, Walton. Morsey was fantastic, but for me, Walton was the man of the match. The big save before the first goal, the double save. So calm when he comes to collect things. And there was one moment yesterday, do you remember in the first half, his distribution, he just booted it downfield right into, I think it was Harness's path, and he looked to build a move straight away. So his distribution is something that's really, 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 really improving. So, I mean, we we know he's too good for this level and he's going to win us points on his own this season. And yeah, it's great to say, isn't it, that we've got a position we just don't have to worry about because we know we're going to get a, a seven, eight, nine out of 10 performance from him every single week. He's just just too good for this league. And we're obviously yeah. big fans of Christian Walton on the pod, having spoken to him last season. You can find that on our YouTube channel. Uh, Stephen, Dave, what do you think about playing Ball, Evans and then Morsey even higher up in a Chaplin role? As long as Morsey is going to step away and let someone better place to have a strike on goal. Yeah, yeah, or, you can't really see that, you know, because Morsey's been so effective at the moment. You wouldn't really want to break up that. I, I wouldn't you know, want to break up that Morsey Evans axis at the moment at the moment really so yeah it's a Joe as Joe said earlier it's an interesting um, interesting conundrum that because um, we all thought I think it was pretty much nailed on that ball was going to perhaps start last week with um, in the central area there with um, with Morsey but as they say possession is nine tenths possession is nine tenths of the law or whatever so um, yeah um, it, there's no reason to leave leave Evans out at all so yeah I I, I can't see that. Yeah, well, talking of possession of the shirt, some real standout performances, says Mike. I really yeah, Mike. thought Burgess was excellent. Um, great that you really expect nothing less than what we get from Morsey and Walton every week. Uh, Burgess really impressed, didn't he, guys, yesterday? Has he got, has he got back in everyone's good books? Because I think everyone was expecting maybe Joe to be sold. We could have got maybe some good money for him, but he's maybe... Well, I, I, yeah, he's he's a decent backup at this level, but for me, it's, it's still a step down in quality from Edmonton and Wolfenden and Donatian as a back three. There, I think it's just a step down there. And I thought he, he like I say, he won his headers, which is something you wouldn't expect. But the big moment in the game is what happens to him far too often, where he gets too tight, somebody ball over his head, gets turned, can't turn quick enough, drags him down, and. I say I know the Forest Green fans were calling for a red card there, but I, I thought yellow was the right decision. But it's still giving away a dangerous, very very dangerous position in the 90th minute of the game, wasn't it? That luckily nothing came from. But it's just that yeah. part of his game, and I say yeah, he gives you a slightly better balance, but he's not in the same class as the other three for me. I don't know. I disagree. I think he's a, he's a nice, nice, fo- nice, nice footballer. Lovely, lovely left foot. But Joe's right. Perhaps it's his concentration and he is where he is. What holds him back? Perhaps he is. Yeah, he switches. Can switch off. Perhaps I don't know if he's switching off. It's the, old, it's the old. It's the old. No, it's not switching off. It's the yeah. old ball watching. It's the the ball I think, watching. I think it's just he's just. Really slow got, on the turn, isn't he? And all the attributes, though, isn't he? He looks fantastic. There we go. Lovely, but yes, Hashtag attributes. Lovely yeah. on the ball. He's strong. He's, yeah, I, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe perhaps not as, yeah, his recovery perhaps isn't as quick as Edmonton and or Wolf and them. But yeah, I, I, I really like Burgess. I really do. Seb, your thoughts on, uh, obviously, we were looking across the pitch yesterday and Burgess in our team sticks out as probably one of the more physical and tall players we've got at this level is that a useful attribute to borrow the dave word there that we maybe 
don't have with the other options? Maybe. And against uh, Matt yesterday, it was it was certainly very useful. But I'm, I agree with Joe. I, I don't think you play him ahead of the likes of Edmonds. No, I, no, uh, I totally uh, agree with that. I think he's a decent squad player. Um, he'll have his uses throughout the season, like yesterday, when after the first five, ten minutes, he pretty much managed Matt really, really well. And in the second half, he won pretty much every header up against him. I like the way he adds balance. I like the left-footed aspect to add balance to the back three. Um, but, I, but I think he's going to be a squad player. And just thoughts on this one from Michael as well. Harness and Chaplin seem to play the same way. Do you think that one will drop out of the team, Seb? I thought Chaplin played really well yesterday. Really intelligent Ooh. runs off the ball to create space and to open up passing opportunities for other players. So I think they'll, they'll, they'll link up quite well. I know what you're saying. They're both kind of ball carriers who look to kind of, you know, get shots off and look at the, to, to move into space and stuff. But I think they're both quality players at this level. Chaplin, um, like I said, made some really, really good runs yesterday and played really, really well. I thought I wouldn't break up that, that partnership at the moment. And let's be honest, oh, is no longer coming, so they are going to be the front two. Aluka will come in here and there and stuff. I guess John Jules will get a start against Colu uh, on Tuesday night. But for me, Harness and, and, and Chaplin would be the ones I'd play against MK. I thought Chaplin didn't get enough credit for his performance against Bolton. I thought he was I agree, Dave. Yeah, I, I agree. absolutely excellent against Bolton. I thought he was subbed off a bit early. Yeah. Maybe that's the strategy with the double, the double changes. Let's finish yeah, yeah. before we start getting on. I know we've already started getting ahead of ourselves, Seb, and talking about Cole Yu when I've not even asked you about it. But hey-ho, I, I said hurting cats, didn't I? So there we go. I can, can't control them, guys. Can't control them. Joe, I'll come to you on this because you, you're the man with his ear to the whatever it is. I don't know what my analogy was going to be. Charlie D, are we expecting any signings slash departures this week? we know anything, guys? I'm happy to open this up to all of you. No, doesn't don't seem to hear anything, do you? From the sort of sign- It's obviously we're still going after George Hurst, but until he goes somewhere else, he's going to be the number one target, isn't he? So it's just a case of letting that one play out and it'll probably pl- play out towards the end of the window as these things do. The Premier League clubs have got no desire to or need to sell, do they? So you're on their timetables. Players going out, I think El Mazzuni, it sounds like he's going to go out and loan. Maybe Corey and Darba, Cameron Humphreys as well. But is it a case that we want to see how they get on against Colchester, see if we win the game against Colchester for a start as well, and then if there's more games to play, you might keep him? Joe, did I see something where that um, young Chirua is in the, potentially in the same situation as Simpson? He's got another year left. Yeah, he's got another year left on his deal, and that was one where we took the option. I think there has been struggles to get a deal agreed. All right, interesting. Watch that space. Mm. But yeah, I think I think a deal for the, another striker will be... Yeah, last day went to. Interested to know that Macaulay Bond featured for QPR, got man sent off actually uh, yesterday in the championship. So, yeah, I think that that ship might have sailed a little bit as well. But good for Macaulay Bond to get mm. match action for QPR. And b- before I move into the weekend, A, in the question in the questions, let's not get over ourselves. One game at a time, please. Very good guess. Just even keel, calm, 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 calm. Yes. And um, Biles' question. Let's look ahead. Uh, Cups coming up. Guess it will be a second 11 says Biles. I feel we must try to get a run and even try and win the trophy. That will be the pizza cup rather than maybe the <laughs> Carabao Cup, which is the action we're in midweek. I'll come to each of you. Are you rotating the full 11? Are you doing a little bit of 50-50 or are you keeping the same old team from most of the team from Forest Green? I'll start with Seb. Uh, I would change the whole eleven personally. Uh, I'd give you know the likes of of Hlaki, Vincent Young, and Darba if he's fit. Lee, give him a start, and I'd, I'd look to rotate the whole thing out personally, and I'd just have a couple of the first teamers on the bench if, if required. Keep them fresh for MK. Any different thoughts to that before I just ask all of you? I mean, it no. feels like 
I'm trying to see the sense in the comments. I think yeah, it's, people... it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Though, because it's it's hard to you almost get lost between what's your opinion and what you think is actually going to happen as well, don't you? Because I'm I'm pretty sure that we will just change the whole eleven. If you think yeah. you can put a team out, and I don't think a Luco will start either as well, because I think you want to he's going to be someone whose minutes get managed. But if you look at it, and you can end up with Hladkin goal, a back three of what Vincent Young, depending on sort of Wolfenden's fitness, maybe. Burgess and Indaba there, or or and then left back Lee, or you can have Edwards Lee in the middle, right Penny back. at left back, Edwards yeah. at right back, KVY, came Ball on, and yeah, he might be in the back three though, mightn't he? There, so, yeah. So then you've got Ball and El Mazzuni in the middle, Humphreys, maybe. Humphreys and John Jules with Jackson oh, in front Jackson. of them. Yeah. There's, oh, good, there's, a, there's a team there, there's, an, there's a good 11 man team there, isn't it? Without, yeah. um, Without even throwing anyone in, and yeah. without even putting a Luco in there, so you could almost <laughs> yeah. you could almost consider a Luco like your twelfth man, almost, isn't he? Where he is going to come on and play in every single league game season, but he might not start that many because his minutes need to be managed. And if you think we've got MK on Saturday and Burton on Tuesday coming up, that maybe you just think we, in, you'd imagine that McKenna's probably almost got a team pick for all those three games already, yeah. isn't he? Oh he's, yeah, he's already pretty much said that, hasn't he? Haven't hasn't things moved on from Crystal Palace away a few years yeah. back? <laughs> and, and, you, and you've got you've got to give these guys minutes as well. Yeah, yeah, of course so you have. You've you've got to, you've got to get Kyle Edwards a game. You've got to get Dominic Ball some minutes. You've you've got to give. We haven't mentioned what Harper, Darby Harper, and Cameron Humphreys can do. When I mentioned yeah. Harper, if he's if he's if he's yeah, Craig's well. listening, he'll be saying mention Craig, Harper. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, King Greg the, Lee deserves a start. Greg Lee was great when oh. he, twice he's come on and looked decent Every. for me. Greg Lee, I feel really sorry for him. So yeah, it feels like we are unanimous that we have enough to rotate the full eleven. Just quickly there. going back to yesterday, uh, uh, just quick opinion on Davis. Better game, looked more progressive. Obviously, it was was had some involvement in both goals, albeit tenuous to the second one maybe. But yeah, looked looked the part. Yeah, I like him. I thought he started at a couple of iffy moments at the start, and but he grew into the game really well. Uh, I really like his weight of pass. He's, he, when he fires a ball in, he does he it, you know, with, with, with the air with real purpose and stuff. And I think he'll be a, a great option for us. There were four or five times though. He ended up took down receive not receiving treatment, but looking like he was needing to receive treatment there. So you just wonder if he's. I don't know. You hope he's not. Where he's a bit injury prone when you look at the amount of games he's played in his career. But from the very first minute, he ended up. Sort of down in the heat, didn't he? And again later on, and then he went he off. Taken off? Did he go off injured? Yeah, he did. Well, he, off, yeah, he did. Yeah. But you don't know whether he was just maybe. But yeah, yeah. so it's just. Uh, we'll we'll find out maybe next week. But he walked yeah. off okay though. It wasn't like he was limping off or anything. Yeah, he yeah. Got a kick on yeah he did hit the ground. He did kind of pound the ground like he was frustrated with something. So we'll we'll see about that one. But he looks okay. I think he still needs. He needs to get acclimatized to the players around him as well yeah. for a start yeah. and the way that we play but he looks like he's got uh, to borrow a Davis and he's got the attributes and he's he's probably more he's taller than I thought he'd be as well but I'm a big fan of Greg Lee I want to put it out there I, so I want to see him feature and I, I yeah I, th- I thought we had a good preseason so we shall see in terms of we shall see I, um, before we say goodbye I want your predictions for Cole Yu in the Carabao Cup, um, it's not an East Anglian derby, so um, we don't have to worry about that. But Seb, it would be a bit of a kick in the what's-its to lose this one on Tuesday, wouldn't it? And make the rotation lose and then go into MK. We want to keep winning, don't we? 
Yeah, you want to build. I mean, it's a really dumb whilst, question, but you know yeah. what I mean. You want to build the momentum series. whilst whilst getting the, the minutes into the other squad players that kind of deserve it. No, I think we'll go out there, and I don't know much about Cole. U aside from obviously the ex-ITFC players, they've got this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they've got the biggest depth in squad in the world. So right. hopefully we'll see a full a, a few familiar faces. And hopefully they'll get a great reception. Um, but but yeah, I think a fairly comfortable two or three nil win to really look to keep that momentum going, keep the feel good factor going, um, and then what I would call the, the main first team would come the back real against quiz. On, the, on, on Saturday. Yeah, that's the real quiz. I think, so, they had, yeah. I think they had five. I looked actually yesterday. I think they had five. They had Skews and Judge in the middle, Chambers and Eastman at the back and Sears up front on his own yesterday. Did Nubel not play? Nubel, I think, was bench, Joe. I think you mean no. Nubel, guys. Nubel is it is now. Um, but Freddie Sears has had, had a good season for them last year, didn't they? Drew with Carlisle, I think, at the weekend. But... Yeah, I think that even our rotated eleven should sure, hopefully. Uh, Joe could probably, ha- give, Joe could probably give us a Colchester team now, can't you, Joe? What's it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's happened a few times, like when we played these league, like Newport last year. We make eleven changes, but Newport make eleven changes, and then we lose. And people say, "Oh, well, we shouldn't have made eleven changes." Like, no, we should beat them with our second team. Oh. And and you've got you've got to hope that whatever the sort of mental barrier that's been in place as to why we can make changes and lose games and other teams can make changes and beat us in them has changed because you've got a, I say you've got a really, really good squad at this level. You look like the 11 I've named as our second team Should would finish in the top 10 of this league, wouldn't it? Yeah. And there probably would be a top 10 budget as well. If you were looking at that, yeah. um, sort of the 11 wage of those 11 players compared to sort of that. And you've got, players in there that you've paid big fees for in the sort of reserve 11 so you've, you've just got to make the change and that team's got to win and they've got to win their Papa John's trophy games and they've got to keep winning and they've got to put pressure on the first team that way because McKenna's going to settle on a team soon he looks like he already is and the only way people are going to get out of that is by really playing well in these games here this is their big opportunities it's part of it Joe that we rotate all the leaders out of the team as well when we do that but are there more other, other leaders teams in the... do that, don't they? I don't well, know. so is is there something to be said about retaining the likes of Morsey or Evans, perhaps in the centre of the park, just to make sure that there are enough people getting the right level of performance from the players around them? Is that, or or well, do we have enough have... leaders in the rest of the squad now that that isn't a big issue? Well, you've, people have got to step up, don't they? Would be my would be my view on it that people just have to step up and. If they, if they can't step up, then because you really need, without sort of sounding cliched, it's you need 11 leaders out there, don't you? When, when you look at our best teams, like our teams that got promoted, you've got Tony Mowbray, Matt Holland, Jim McGilton. These are all leaders throughout throughout the team, isn't it? You can't get by with just having one leader. And I think, I say, it, people have got to step up and, and do it. I think Dominic Ball, if he plays, is a player mm-hmm. that has that sort of thing. But, yeah, just could be that player. Yeah, yep. quite agree. Very good stuff. Good stuff, chaps. Enjoyed that debate. Excellent stuff. Just a reminder, uh, obviously, Blue Monday, ICFC.co.uk is where all the bits and pieces are to support us to get involved in some merchandise. There's, there's an example of the kind of fun stuff you can buy with a Blue Monday logo slapped across it. Um, a little bit comes back to us to support the pod, so every little helps. You can also um, give us a thumbs up or a review. If you want to give us a review on, I know we always bang on about um, YouTube subscriptions and thumbs up, which are obviously really important on that side, but the pod reviews and pods um, five stars, if you want to give us five stars, is also really helpful as well. So every um, little bit on that is really um, well appreciated from us as well. So thank you for those of you who've joined us and got involved in the chat tonight. And uh, we will be back, I assume, midweek Q&A for Cole U. We'll certainly be back for the pre-match and the flagship for MK Dons. Um, anything else, guys, I need to mention? I think we've got all the big 
bits and pieces. Haven't we? Let's do some predictions before I let you say goodbye. We've got a 2-0 from HCH and from Lee. We've got a 3-0 from Charlie, a 3-1 from Gary, a 3-0, a 2. Um, John really should be winning on Tuesday. Yeah, we shall see. Michael's gone for a 4-2. Jackson to score 3 versus the aging Cole U defence. 2-0 from Daniel. Chambers to get centre five. Can't see that happening, Daniel. Chamber, the professional that he is. Um, and then Biles is going, he's, he's already thinking ahead. We'll get City the next round. It doesn't say which City it is, though. So maybe, uh, yeah, I couldn't come up with a quick City on the top of my head that we could True beat. Row City. There you go. We could smash them up on Portman Road, certainly. Uh, Romeo's going for a 1-0 with John Jaws on the score sheet. So there you go. Um, we don't have a first team. We have a group. There you go. He says, hey, making some really profound very specific points there. I'm loving that on the chats. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining in. As always, we will be back live every week. So please make this an appointment of you because there's naff all on the telly on a Sunday night anyway. But if you've enjoyed us on the podcast as well, that's also good too. Joe, um, do you want to say goodbye? Yep. See you later, guys. See you Wednesday for the Q&A, no doubt. Yep. Dave? Yeah, cheers, everyone. Um, town town on penalties. 4-2. Oh, on penalties. So nil-nil after... Normal time. Oh, Dave. There you go. Well, it might attrition. Be... A night of attrition. I can see it. Always. Yeah. Tickets still available, folks, by the way. <laughs> uh, Seb. Yeah. Seb? No, yeah. Um, up and running for the season. Four points already. Let's look to keep the momentum going and have a really, really good first month. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great week and we'll see you soon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.